we have flipped the script. FRPC is coming to you on Friday. Yeah. With a football pot. Mm-hmm. And joining me today is the Canadian bomber. The Canadian shaman. The Canadian Bill Simmons. Ladies and gentlemen. The Canadian Terry Bradshaw. Nico Miatello. Well, actually, that kind of that that's a good way to uh, lead us down where we're planning on going with this episode, because we had an idea to we're both kind of a little football burnt out right now and that's not the greatest thing to be at the super bowl so we're gonna do a bit of a combination life pod and super bowl pod and speaking of terry bradshaw a criticism of my favorite team which i'm not often to do and terry bradshaw hasn't been my favorite guy because in the media as much as he is a former Steeler, he's often came down very harshly on the Steelers and felt almost bitter about this the new Steelers generation at the time with Ben Roethlisberger. So he was he wasn't my favorite guy, but this week he was uh, interviewed and talked about um, not giving getting enough defense from the Steelers organization and Chuck Knoll specifically about the dumb label that was cast on him from the media. He felt that no one in the organization really ever came to his aid or tried to ever say anything that to reinforce the fact that he was not an idiot. And his whole life, he's been painted with this label of just being, like, mentally deficient in some way. And I think that's really shitty that the organization never came out and stood up for him at any point. And I haven't really seen it covered too much in the media this week, so I wanted to touch on that as well, because that made me a little less proud to be a Steelers fan. Also, I will ask this too. Could this have been a time, what uh, era? Yeah, on some level, for okay. sure. But I think a quarterback who's led you to four Super Bowls, even at that time, if he's getting assailed in the media and everyone, whenever, like the first thing people think about when you bring up Terry Bradshaw is that's that dumb guy. So, I feel like you should have, on some level, had a protection for your quarterback. You spend so much money on an offensive line to protect the quarterback, and you can't do it in the media at all? Problematic to me. And that's a great transition point for the media coverage of the Super Bowl we are going into. Great tell, Nico. We have two black quarterbacks going head to head. They said it couldn't happen. It was impossible for the longest time. People wouldn't let black people play quarterback. Were speaking of the dumb label, all black quarterbacks were given that for a very long time. In the last, I don't know, 
decade, maybe, we've seen a real rise in black quarterbacks entering the league. And we have two of the best ones going head-to-head in the Super Bowl right now. And if you turn on NFL Network or ESPN and see them talking about the narrative of this Super Bowl, it's not being covered as two great black quarterbacks going head to head. It's being covered as the Kelsey Bowl. And I also just mentioned that in this country, it's also Black History Month, which Absolutely. is the shortest, which is the shortest month of the year as well. Mm-hmm. We actually turned Martin Luther King Day <clears throat> into Civil Rights Day. Yeah. Go proceed with your story, sir, because I do have some thoughts at the end. I'd just like to see the NFL make some step towards progression at all. Like, we've we seen the Colin Kaepernick fiasco go down and the clear collusion happening between the owners and the league that led to him no longer getting a job. And... It feels always like we're moving away from times like that, especially because leagues like the NBA take more progressive stances. Not that the NBA is without fault themselves, but like when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, they put it on the court. They knew what their audience was. They knew what their player base was and they wanted to support them and the nfl has the greatest opportunity they've had in forever to do that for this super bowl and we haven't seen it at all and it just feels like further disrespect to athletes that make up the vast majority of the league we talked about minority coaching hires earlier, but last month, it's not looking good on that front either. Outsider D'Amico, obviously. Shout out to D'Amico. Yeah. Now, the NFL will tell you that they purposely didn't make it a big deal because they're trying to normalize that it's just part of the fabric of our league. Mm. That's what they will tell you. Your thoughts. What the hell? Like, obviously, that's a stupid argument because you have to acknowledge that it's groundbreaking. And the fabric of your league was the opposite of this for ever, decades. So failing to acknowledge the change... It might as well be like ignoring the history and what you're overcoming. It's the same level of like disintelligence with colorism that people who say like, oh, I don't see color. I didn't notice if that person was black or not. Like you're just acting like, the problem doesn't exist and you're making people feel invisible rather than quote-unquote normalized when clearly we live in a world where it is not treated as normal to be a black person. I'm old enough to know of Jackie Harris 
Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of watching Vince Evans throw football Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Then Doug Williams came along. And it didn't go great in Tampa. And then he got another opportunity in Washington. Mm-hmm. For a kid that grew up in South Central, for a kid that um, grew up in a home that wasn't awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, my escape was sports. I loved them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to get a newspaper and look at a box score. I love the sporting news. This is how old I am, so I'm dating myself. Kids, <laughs> Google sporting news, like old time edition, it used to come to you weekly. Yeah, I, re- I remember seeing it in stores and reading it as well. I never got it in the mail, though. So this is how far I'm going back. Seeing that man in the Super Bowl was big to me. Because I heard, like, it was literally said, Nico, they just can't process. They just can't process information at yeah. that position quick enough. Mm-hmm. And I saw that man surgically take apart the Denver Broncos. We'll move ahead. And uh, we had uh, Randall Cunningham, mm-hmm. who I really want to get after this is over. I want to get to the, the revolution at quarterback that's going on. But this is kind of a primer for that story. Mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham was beautiful to watch. Yeah, some beautiful. of the best highlights of all time. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, at the same time this is going on, there's a guy by the name of Steve Young mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing, doing it real dirty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he's getting all the craze. But there was a Monday night where Randall Cunningham took center stage. He rolled out to the right side, got hit by a defensive end. Somehow, with one hand, kept his balance and threw an absolute dart. Keep Jackson in the end zone. Yeah. It changed the game. Michael Vick can thank him. Dante Culpepper can thank those gentlemen. And the, what we have now, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. We talked about it last week. We yeah. talked about that. Actually, he's on like Mount Olympus, and then the mere mortals are down here. Yeah. So to have him as literally the best quarterback in the league and then have a guy in Jalen Hurts who was a question mark from day one. Yeah. He lost his job to Tua. He did. Had to go to Oklahoma. 
balled out there. Yeah. And as we're moving to the quarterback that's more athletic, not just a quarterback that can move around the pocket, but can actually have positive inroads in the rushing game that create chunk yards uh, for your offense. Mm -hmm. And it's now vital to have it. And I'm saying vital because I think we're now at a point where this is what it's going to be. Like you need this in your bag. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a statue back there anymore. No. That is a done deal. Take some of the essence of Lamar. Actually, no. Agility from Lamar. Speed. Like, who would be? Like Randall. Mm-hmm. Arm like Vic. Accuracy like Rogers. And you just built Patrick Mahomes. Mhm. That's the guy. Yeah, that that is the that absolutely is the guy. He's a little slower than Lamar, obviously. No, but that's yeah, I I, I, I know that's not what you were trying to say, but yeah, Mahomes is absolutely the prototype. He is what you want a quarterback to be, and it's it's funny because I bet you even ten years ago. Maybe 15 years ago, people would have looked at a guy like Matthew Stafford and said, that's the prototype, what you want from a quarterback. But the game has evolved so much because of this influx of black quarterbacks and that Patrick Mahomes is clearly the guy. Now that the league is giving these dudes more of a chance, it's been uh, incredibly successful. Uh, Why can this not be acknowledged, Nico? Why can it not be acknowledged? I I have absolutely no idea. You were going over um, the great black quarterbacks in history earlier, and uh, I think part of the reason why when I was younger, I was a little unaware of this whole bias is Edmonton is actually a city where another one of the great black quarterbacks did a lot of his great work. And Warren Moon out here is seen as a legend. Everyone, like, if you talk to people who are football fans, it's like Warren Moon is Gretzky level of uh player of sport like he's incredible he kept winning us gray cups which meant more then than they they do now so to see someone like him be so successful and then go into the nfl and he was a great player there too there's a youtube special you can find of this game where warren moon would have absolutely obliterated the uh yards record passing yards record for most yards in a game but had so many plays called back by uh his receivers doing stupid things or offensive line holds if he he ha- ended up with something like 450 yards in the game, but like 250 yards were taken away by penalties as well. So he like one of the all time greats 
at, at his position. But unfortunately, he had to spend half of his career in Canada because he was a black quarterback. Couldn't get a sniff. Ah, uh, it, it's crazy it, that Nico, got, here's the best part. When he got here, when he got to the NFL, <clears throat> gracious. Yeah. Looked the part, was the part. The interviews, immaculate. Never, you never seen off the field trouble like that was, you know, popularized. I know there were some marriage issues or whatever, but it wasn't, you know, as salacious as the stuff that we see, right? Mm -hmm. That was held under wraps. Led his teams. Great quarterback. You want to talk about arm, touch, accuracy, different type of balls, loft, speed, mm -hmm. anything you wanted, he could give it to you. Absolutely, man. Um, One other guy who I think... Need, needs to kind of get mentioned as a groundbreaker and this is more modern i i think you can see his impact on the league as a direct correlation to the um gms around the league being more willing to draft black quarterbacks and you might think it's michael vick because he had a lot of success but michael vick kind of ruined it with the whole dogfighting allegation but when cam newton came in the league and absolutely took over from day one and showed that that tape from auburn instantly translated and he could do those same things it made teams take a step back and go huh I wonder if there are other guys doing these crazy things in college Nico, who could translate to the league instantly. He had a predecessor. There was who, one before him. Who do you think? Steve McNair. Well, absolutely. McNair was, uh, I, I feel like McNair was a great bridge, but I. Yeah, I think that's what Michael, it was. The he Michael was, Vick thing kind of set it back after yeah, McNair. Unfortunately. I think. He was kind of, to use a biblical reference, he was John the Baptist. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because he was huge. This was mm -hmm. a six foot three and a half, like 245 pound tank. And was fast. I mean, <laughs> fast. And was not scared of getting hit. Who does that sound like? Mr. Newton, of course. Mm. You're, I thank you for bringing up Warren Moon. I appreciate that. Yeah. The the other guy that um should get some um some love too because he knocked on the door mm. and they it it kind of opened was Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Because that was the, the when they put him in, that it's was close. way different than anything that the NFL had ever seen. We had seen the Wildcat, mm -hmm. but we had not seen it with a real quarterback 
but a dude with some wheels and like we were using it yeah you we're we're gonna use this like Vic did it but it was kind of solo yeah in Vic I feel like a lot of Vic runs were just my offensive line fell apart I got away I'm gonna run for freedom I remember after that uh, his best year with Philadelphia, Andy Reid had said that he had designed zero running plays for Michael Vick that year, and he had something like a thousand rushing yards. It's just this the way be, he was. This might be a bad comparison, but mm-hmm. follow me for a second. Like Michael Vick is kind of like the Michael Jordan, and I'll. I know everybody's going to go, hold on, give me a second. What Jordan was doing was just crazy. He was just, he was dominant, dominant, dominant. But that wasn't something that you could just do, right? No. Couldn't just be Michael Jordan. Like Kobe tried, but he couldn't Mm -hmm. just be, right? But you know what you could be? Steph Curry. And that's what Colin Kaepernick brought to the NFL. He brought Steph Curry to the NFL in the sense of we could, we've been trying to vertical this game, but what happens if we horizontal and we put athletes, just pure athletes, agility, speed, all of it. That that's a great comparison. I I totally see what you're what you're saying there. That teams can look over. Uh, that's kind of it's weird that it's in San Francisco again. But that's now the Kyle Shanahan effect of the league. Everyone looks at that what that offense does horizontally and thinks, oh, we could we could capture that and. To talk about the athlete, the movement of athletic quarterbacks that's been initiated by the addition of black quarterbacks to the league, Kyle Shanahan saw it too and went and got himself Trey Lance at the top of the draft. And as far as I'm concerned, if Trey Lance does end up working out as a quarterback, his play style is going to be like that typical Kyle Shanahan quarterback who just makes the short throws, but also with that explosive run ability, which would unlock it to a whole nother level that we haven't quite seen before. We're, we're truly seeing the evolution of football because of the addition of the black quarterback. And like like we keep saying, the NFL has such a good opportunity to highlight that right now, and they're just not doing it. And throw its arms around it and partner with it and and even kind of kind of even sensationalize it a little bit. You know, like build it up. Like you you could be tapping into a completely new audience with this. You could, you could galvanize people with this. You mm-hmm. can actually galvanize people with this. I, I know I, that, that sounds hokey, but I really honestly believe this. I think because that sport means so much to us, to mm-hmm. Americans. If you threw your arms around this, 
it might change the lens that people see other people in. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think, honestly, at, at this point, maybe this should be the whole focus of the episode because there are several other black quarterbacks who we could touch on who made a difference throughout history. And Let's do it. Hold on. The NFL being unwilling to do so, we'll, we'll do it for them. We'll do, um, yeah, we'll do it. We're going to shout out these quarterbacks. But who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Just oh. gotta get it. we got to give it to them. I I want to say Philadelphia, but Mahomes' magic still exists, and he could make me look stupid. So uh, I I'll say Philadelphia in in a close game. I have been I have been on Philadelphia all week. I've been thinking about this all week, but I keep on having this feeling in the back yeah. of my head. Mm-hmm. And it's just Mahomes. Yeah. And I literally think he can do anything. Mm-hmm. That's the one guy in the league that I always just say, well, hold on, benefit of the doubt, that guy. Yeah. We're going to test that theory. Go in Kansas City. Give me Superman. Give me Kelsey. Give me the wide receivers. I think he puts his stamp on the league. I think he has a, because his dad played baseball. I know they said this 800 million times to play baseball. No, Mm -hmm. but because his dad did play baseball, I think he have an understanding of history. And what this actually means on a grander scale Because Pat Mahomes, the dad, mm-hmm. if you ever met that dude, mm-hmm. uh, it's a regular dude. This is like a dude, <clears throat> Nico, I'm going to take you down some streets that you probably haven't gone down before, sir. Okay. All right. All right. My peoples in, in L.A. will understand this. Mm-hmm. All right. Think Martin Luther King Boulevard. Okay. Okay. I want y'all to think like Popeye's chicken. Right? Yeah. There's like a Cadillac that pulls up. Dude steps out. He's clean, but it's not like <laughs> it's not overdone, but it's clean. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of too clean for what he's about to do. Mm. But that's Pat Mahomes. In Edmonton, it's the corner of 118th and 82nd. All right. So I think that he he has a um, just a sensibility, and he has something I want to talk about right now. And then we can. This goes back to the black quarterback. Yeah, I've never heard of a team. Be so committed to a black quarterback that I've seen with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They follow this guy when they say when he's when he's up, he just he just gives us energy. What he's never down. They tell they say 
you go up and down the line and you talk to everybody, he's never down. Mm-hmm. He can be discouraged, but it's more on him. It's never on you. He's always picking you up. And when he gets really mad, those guys say to themselves, and I heard several guys say this, it makes you not throw a pity party for yourself when you obviously made a mistake. And it makes you want to give this guy everything you have. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I want to tell you, yeah. if that's not a leader, I don't know what <laughs> it is. That that's fair, man. He seems to have completely captured the hearts and minds of everyone on this team. That it's very hard to find someone to say a bad word about him. And it's also very hard to find any player in any sport you want to give a ten year contract. But Pat Mahomes is that guy. He is the face of the franchise, hopefully the face of the league. I I mean, I don't mean to insult him at the time when we're trying to talk so positively about him. But the fact that you hear this guy's voice so much when he has such a grating voice just shows how important of a character he is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's him. So that's what we got to deal with. It's just the truth. It's It's not awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's not awesome. He's worked so hard on it. It's so much better than it was when he came into the league. He was just so excited. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I actually think about that, too, because I listen back to our pods, and I notice Mm -hmm. when I get really excited. Yeah. And then I go, oh, I need to slow that down. You yeah. Because the other night when the KD trade broke, I don't yeah. know if you re-listened. No, no, no. Just It's actually probably within the first 55 seconds. Yeah. My excitement level is like 13. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. That was absolutely groundbreaking. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but getting back to um, the evolution of the black quarterback, so you have Philadelphia for the Super Bowl. Just let's get it on record. You have Philadelphia, yeah. I have KC, and we'll just see how it, how it goes, and we'll be able to talk about it next week. Yeah. Getting back to the evolution of the black quarterback, who else did you want to bring up? Uh, another another guy, he he had to kind of ride the path in between the quarterback and the, the skill position player because that's the thing we hear all the time about yes. black quarterbacks is they have to go play skill position. But um, Cordero Stewart in Pittsburgh was a guy who I think started to capture imaginations as well with that horizontal offensive strategy we were talking about would the the full slash offensive plays at times could catch teams completely off guard and well Cordero wasn't the greatest quarterback of all time he couldn't make all the throws and he has actually a problem kind of similar to our current quarterback Kenny Pickett where he 
could only really make the super accurate passes when he was outside of the pocket. He was still like someone who showed you that this can work. And he made his living elsewhere in the league too, playing the running back and wide receiver at times. Yeah, Cordell Stewart, bad boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He stepped on the scene at Colorado. Yeah. And did the thing against Michigan. And that was who we we were like, okay, what is this about to be? Yeah. <clears throat> I remember at the time there was this big thing about him wanting to be a full time quarterback. And how yeah ridiculous people thought that was mm-hmm. insane yeah like how what was what, what right does he think he can full-time quarterback yeah i don't know because the plays that he does play quarterback they're super successful maybe I, that's the reason and like very clearly It's a lot easier to develop at a position if you only play that position, especially the quarterback position, which is arguably one of the hardest in all of sports. So the fact that he had to learn routes and like blocking assignments for the offensive line to like cut through and stuff is. And also think about the time and also think about the team he played for. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are they known for? They're known for that ground and pound game, but they're also known for a culture of diversity. But they're also known for physicality. So this guy was playing wide receiver and coming down, coming down as a wide receiver and blocking like defensive ends and linebackers and things of that nature and like laying, laying hits, laying licks on people. So excuse him if he couldn't throw it like 40 yards down the field. The next after play. three years, you know, after three years of that, yeah, <laughs> man, that I drawing another corollary between him and Kenny because Kenny does that shit too, and it pisses me off every time. <laughs> Throws himself into defensive ends on running plays. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah, is there a way that the NFL is going to turn this in kind of whitewash this situation because? Couldn't they just easily go find a athletic white quarterback? Sure, but they're few and further between. Okay. We've, we've seen athletic white quarterbacks come into the league and be successful, Josh Allen. Um, but it's just, it's not quite the same like level of athletes you have coming in constantly. There's just it's a completely like, different dynamicism that that the the black quarterback gives you for some reason. I think it has something something to do with creativity. They're, they're just they're, not. They don't have no bounds. They just don't have any. It's like a superhero. That's that's absolutely true. And there's like. Just a level of athleticism throughout the ranks of various, like, black groups. There, 
there's so much more like playing basketball in your youth and playing football, playing soccer in your youth amongst like black groups in inner city groups, various versus uh, white people generally. And that just like through generations, that's going to lead to groups of better athletes in uh, blood pools or bloodstreams DNA. So, and same like same thing you see with Kenyan sprinters. There's thin air in Kenya, so all the sprinters uh, get better at sprinting. The thing about this is, is that there are opportunities that are taken away from African-Americans um, and, and people of color all over the world. Absolutely. Um, and they somehow persevere through sometimes, you know, sometimes it's uh, let's get a group together and come up together. Sometimes it's education. Sometimes it's hustle. Sometimes it's athletic prowess but the perseverance because the continual knockdown Mm -hmm. of a chosen few because of whatever ingrained reason that it is that we just can't see this person as just a person yeah makes me sad but uh, <laughs> I digress. So you have like Cordell Stewart. Yeah. Then there comes kind of a throwback type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got Geno Smith, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater out there. Mm-hmm. Not as athletic. Yeah. More like regular quarterback. Yeah, pocket passer. Like traditional quarterbacks. Yeah. Gino had a phenomenal season this year. Comeback player of the year. Exactly. Congratulations to Gino Smith on that honor. Also, congratulations to Pat Holmes on winning the MVP. No mm-hmm. doubt. But to see the resurgence in him and to see that he was able to look himself in the mirror and figure out what was going on, because he was immature when he was with the Jets. And, like, opportunities down the road, there was some immaturity there. Mm-hmm. Now, that might have built to frustration. You know, yeah. now, now, you know, we, we mature, you know, and sometimes it's a numbers game and sometimes you're just pigeonholed as this guy. But kudos to him to persevere mm-hmm. and get this job in Seattle. And kudos to um, Pete Carroll to reimagine this team back to kind of his more his liking. Yeah. But it suited Geno Smith to a T. Absolutely. And he, he took advantage of it. So that's the that's the next thing is can we get people 
Now, it's harder for a black person because their perseverance and their will, their strong will, probably got them to where they where they are. Mm-hmm. And they had to be that way because they've been second-guessed. They've been maligned. They've been, you know, it's been, you know, the looks, the whatever it is. But now that's the next key is that can we re, can we look ourselves in the mirror and, and kind of reimagine ourselves and keep ourselves in the league and whatever case may be, mm-hmm. you know, that, that might be the next step as far as that's concerned. But that's a societal issue. We just yeah. we have problems with that just everywhere. So it does, it's not a black, white, green, purple thing. That's a everybody thing. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to you look yourself in the mirror and go, oh, <laughs> those are flaws right there. Yeah, definitely. Those are flaws. <clears throat> um, my question for you is now... We are here where we do have two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Um, they're set up to to do it for a while. Yeah, it's going to keep happening. Like Philadelphia is loaded. Yeah, they're, they're young. Are. They're young. And Mahomes is just, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. What do you think... What's the next iteration? Is there something else? Is there, is there, like, I'm saying that Patrick Mahomes is this guy. Like, it's just this kind of, because here's the thing. And actually, I want to credit Ryan Rosillo for saying this. He said something about LeBron, and I want to kind of stick this in there. Congrats to the NBA uh, scoring champ, um, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar this week. Uh, That was monumental. (laughs) But, he he says something that was interesting, and I want to I want to bring this full circle and give it to Mahomes, who this is now the feature of this pod, black quarterback. LeBron James and Tom Brady were the surest bets for twenty years in the in in their perspective leagues. Yeah, if you wanted to win a title, it went through them mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Now Golden State toppled the dragon and whatever, but he was still part of the fabric of yeah. what the championship story was going to be. And the same on the other side for Brady, right? Quietly, Patrick Mahomes has been at five consecutive ASC championships. Yeah. <laughs> we used to call this the Brady Invitational. <laughs> it's a Mahomes imitational now. Or we could call it Mahomes Madness. We could yeah, sure. we could spice it up. <laughs> but it's starting to happen again. Yeah. And if he gets this Super Bowl, and let's say, you know, this is like a every it turns into a every two or three year occurrence. Yeah. Man. <laughs> We could have, we could be living in probably some of the best quarterback era mm-hmm. that we've ever seen. Yeah, because if you think about the transition, because Brady's retired, mm-hmm. 
and to say, this kid, look at this guy and go, okay, I got it from here. Thanks. Thanks for the roadmap. Appreciate yeah. it. But I, I, I think I got it from here, sir. Thank you. And he just goes on with it. Hey, man, he has a lot of competition in the, in the AFC, no doubt, because mm-hmm. I don't want to disrespect any of those quarterbacks because I'm sure Josh Allen will be heard from. Joe yeah. Burrow will be heard from. Lamar, wherever he is. Yeah. Sorry, Baltimore fans. Um, will be heard from, and I'm sure Herbert will be heard from as well. Yeah, um, sorry to hear about the shoulder deal with him. Mm-hmm. But where do you think the next, what's the next iteration? Is there something that I might be missing? Is there, could there be something greater than Mahomes? Is there? I, I don't know. It's going to be hard to, to imagine something like that. I I think we kind of have to enjoy him while we have him and mm-hmm. just every year keep enjoying two plus more black quarterbacks coming into the league, giving it a chance to surpass him, hopefully. Did now one question that I have for you, we brought him up for a second because he's kind of like the new new era. Mm-hmm. Would this be considered um God, I'm gonna sound old. Would this be considered the like the 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 mumble rap generation quarterback? No, Lamar. No, no. no. it definitely what, what, can't. What, what's like the hot situation right now in rap? What's the what's the oh, just, what's the oh, hot situation? I I guess mumble. I'm. You you could say mumble rap is what popular is what's popular. Depression rap had its uh, buzz out here recently too, but I, I like I guess, but mum the difference between like the current era of quarterbacks and mumble rap I would say is that <laughs> there's a gap in overall quality of production. Like there, there is good mumble rap, a quote unquote mumble rap. I don't really like that term, but there's not another great term for it. Um, in coherent rap, we could call it that. Mm-hmm, sure. 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 Sometimes it is coherent though. And it still gets classified that it just, it's, it's hard to, I don't want to go into all that necessarily, I got you. Go ahead. but once you don't grab a hole, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but there is sort of this implied lack of quality with mumble rap generally, and I don't think it's always true, but there's clearly a lower baseline for it than there was for rap pre- in previous generations. So I I don't think that lower baseline exists for these quarterbacks at, at all. I think it's kind of hard to compare music to sports for that reason. Okay, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. We have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Who sat out with his team. He's a former MVP of this league. If he was a different 
Tyler, would this even be a question? The money? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I don't think so. But I think he's going to get the money. It just might not be in Baltimore. Which, okay, again, <laughs> I'll ask the question again. If he was a different color and didn't have corn rolls, what I you, I don't what do maybe maybe it's hard it's hard for me to boil down just to that specific situation. I'm just asking I, it. I know I, it's I, a hard I, question. I, then. I'd I lean maybe. I'd lean maybe. I I don't know. There's still I guess questions they have. They they have no idea how he functions outside of a Greg Roman offense because they refuse to build it. <laughs> I. This is going to be fascinating in the offseason with him. I don't yeah. think we've ever seen this. No. Not this level, not that young of a quarterback. And now you're betting that he took a lot of hits mm-hmm. and the injuries are going to slow him down and – 27 to 32 is going to look a lot different than, you know, 21 to 26. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now whose fault is that? Yeah. Yeah. You've fucking ran him up the gut 1800 times. Like no wonder he's going to have some banged up level of injury at this point. I, I just hope he goes somewhere else, not just for my Steelers fandom, but also for his own good. That being said, if they hire B enemy, maybe he's got a chance to be in a better looking offense for his own skill set. Hopefully. Um, is Chicago doing the right by Justin Fields? Uh, if they draft offensive linemen this year. I I think we've got a better chance. They sort of set them up to die last year. And trading away your second-round pick for Chase Claypool, I think, might have not been the best look for Justin Fields. I, he's a good blocker at wide receiver. Maybe you were thinking we got no blockers on the offensive line. We could use it elsewhere. But I I'm not sure what the... The exact plan is I hope that they continue to invest in the offensive line this offseason, especially considering the amount of cap room they have. Hopefully they can go get one big ticket free agent and then also draft at the position to help Justin out. And the optimistic view for Trey Lance is that this Rock Purdy thing, while unfortunate, mm-hmm. absolutely opens the door for him. Yeah. It's the optimistic view of Trey Lance is he's basically like super Alex Smith. Like Alex Smith with a little bit more arm and a lot more speed. <laughs> and I'll ask this question there's no way they're going to do it. They're going to probably have to do something in free agency. If the reports are true about Stafford, is yeah. there a quarterback in the, is there a quarterback like in maybe the third day that you're kind of going, Hmm, I wonder, wonder if that will be 
All right. Um, it's hard to come up with someone off the top of my head necessarily. I haven't really thought about the uh, Rams as a potential quarterback destination to this point. I know, I know definitely the Baker experiment is going somewhere to rot and like if Stafford is not necessarily healthy going forward, it might make sense to invest in the position, even though I know there are people who uh, believe in John Walford. I I don't count myself amongst them, though. Um, I guess I'm not sure he falls quite that far, but a guy who's given me vibes that are somewhat similar to Jalen Hurts, though he's not the athlete and is a bigger player, would be Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. I think he's a guy who's proven himself capable of producing in a system, and I think the McVay system, it would translate well for him. So I think if he falls to day three, there's some buzz that he might be a day two pick. But if he falls to day three, I could see him as a potential target. I like Hendon Hooker. Of what I've seen of him, I haven't broke down. Like I've seen probably three full games of him. Mm-hmm. Every time he was impressive. Every time. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. I like him a lot. If if there was um if there was another way that you could cap this off, um, or if there was something that you could tell the NFL Nico about what's going on and, and maybe how to kind of celebrate it more or or at least acknowledge it or put more light onto it, how would you what would you tell? You're on the precipice of something that could be great. You are weirdly currently the arbiter of race relations in the country because of this Colin Kaepernick situation that seemed to push everything over a level higher than it was before. If you simply lean in and acknowledge the greatness you have in the game currently, you have the chance not only to make your sport more accessible for the a group of people who represents the majority of your player base, but you also have the possibility of making the world a better place. So I just need them, the NFL, to take a look at what they've done at this point and reevaluate because clearly this is a missed opportunity. And I, I have to say in a Super Bowl between two such exciting teams, this has to be the least buzz I've seen before Super Bowl in a long time. And I, I think that that needs to be registered by the NFL and they need to find a different way to appeal to their fan base. Can't be said better than that. 
I don't have any way to follow that up. So with that being said, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy what you're watching because it's historic on many levels. And look around and see how maybe, just maybe, we can all be better towards our fellow man. Yeah. Nico, man, it's been a long week, bro, so I'm going to let you go get some rest. (laughs) And we will be back on Monday. Now, we're flipping the schedule. Is this now football Friday from here on out, or is we going back to Monday football? I think we should probably just cover the Super Bowl on Monday. Yes, sir. Um, we, yes, sir. We've done a lot of basketball recently. I think we can give it a little bit of breathing room. Thank God. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, a better idea of the teams that have made trades and what they kind of look like now. By next Friday, we'll probably have seen every player play at least one game in the new location. So, right. I have a couple questions before I let you go. Okay. All right. These are fun Super Bowl questions. Okay. okay. I'm here for fun. Because we, we, you know, hey, bro, we were kind of downer today. We went heavy. We went, we went heavy. heavy, right? All right. Trick plays over under one and a half. Uh, that's including I'll like like punts. I'll and say like over. I'll say over. Punts and all that crap too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say over. I okay. think one. Each team has one. All right. All right. Uh, what's the coin flip, sir? What's 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 it gonna when it ends on the ground? Fails. Tails never fails. All right. We're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you have the time on the national anthem? I, I, I don't. don't no, no. I'm just literally don't doing this off the top of the dome. Just yeah. these are just off the top of the dome. This is just fun stuff that we're throwing out there. Um, Questions. Okay, I have a question. When they get to like the actual bar- broadcast of the Super Bowl, how many times do they flash to Mahomes throughout the uh, throughout the national anthem? Um. Hmm, that's a good question. Who gets more who gets more TV time, Kelsey or Mahomes? Oh. I'm going to hope it's Mahomes. I'm going to I'll just be hopeful and say Mahomes. Over under tears from football players during the national anthem. One and a half. Uh, I I think uh, you got to take the over. Okay. How many donuts will uh, Andy Reid eat before the Super Bowl? Uh, hmm. That's a longer game, man. All those pomp and circumstances. All the Carbo. Over one and a half. Over right. one and a half. All right. Yeah, we don't want need him to go into like a uh, what is a sugar crash. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
I I'm placing bets on a safety to be scored. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a. That's, can I ask that, a question? Yeah. Do we have one quarter where the 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 score is weird, where it's like five to twelve? Do we have one quarter Ooh, where one on. one team has a weird in number that we usually don't see, like eleven? Maybe. May I could see it. I could see it. All right. I think this is the type of game where it's going to happen just because a lot of points are going to be scored. So it's more likely we see those uncharacteristic numbers. And especially if I'm predicting a safety to be scored, I'm not really predicting it. I just like the odds. But I I think I'd really enjoy that. But. Um. Does a defensive player score a touchdown in this Super Bowl either side? I think there's going to be a lot of throwing, so that gives opportunity. But uh, I I don't want to vote after this long conversation we had. I don't want to hope for either of our black quarterbacks to throw a pick six. six. <laughs> so I'm going right. to say no. Keep hope alive, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of the of the two teams and of the wide receivers, mm-hmm. who's gonna give it? Who's gonna give us that nasty in the end zone? Who who's gonna give us that spectacle? With who are you betting on uh, to give us the show? The the guy who everyone's been talking about all week. It's the <laughs> Travis Kelsey show. I think. <laughs> Make America great again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, over under on the uh, the last bits of the national anthem, home of the brave. Yeah, that's that's uh, got to be an over. We got uh, we got a we got seven and a half second over under of home uh, home of the brave. I'm taking the over. I, I, we were talking earlier in this game, the last Rockets game against the, the Kings. The guy he went. I, I swear to God, twenty seconds on the home of the brave, part of the national anthem, and went definitely way astronomically over the time for the entire national anthem. I think most times it's around two minutes and four, two minutes and six seconds. He went definitely in the two forty-five range. So, it I. I view it as an omen. We're going over on the national anthem in the Super Bowl. And the last one, over under four collabs with Rihanna at the halftime show. Um, four, you said? I four. think. Four. I, th- I think we. Hmm. I think, think about all, all the people she's collabed with, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm taking the slight under. Um, oh, she's going to tear it down. She's going to tear it down. I, I think I think okay. so because a lot of the the rumored guests or rumored people were also at last year's Super Bowl, and I'm not sure that they want to do that. I I think there's a chance we see Jay Z. Uh, I'm not. Who's- I'm not. Sure. Can, I, can I ask you a question? I hope we don't see Eminem. Who, let me ask you this though. Yeah. Who would be fun for her? 
Like if if you were if you were producing the show, who oh, if you Rihanna and like not the obvious one, not Jay Z, whatever. Who would be like a one that you would go? Everybody who really digs her. Oh. This is this is like a deep cut. People know what's up with this. Oh, that oh, that's a that's a heavy question. Um, for the one I keep thinking of, even though you said not him, is Jay Z. I think Jay Z would be uh, a great choice, and like Kanye there too. Obviously, they can't do that, but like that that song comes into my head. Run this down. Um, I, I can't, can't necessarily come up with one off the top of my head. I think it would be interesting to see her maybe perform some remixes. Uh, I know that she has a couple tracks with Neo and a couple tracks remixed with, um, the Black Eyed Peas. I wouldn't mind seeing them. How, who are you thinking? Can I go like off board? Yeah, sure. Can we like redo, reimagine one of the songs and like like Slash or somebody who is like an awesome guitarist comes out or like a or like a drumline situation? Can I get like a crazy? Uh, I think we're gonna get it. We're probably gonna get a drumline or something. Get a drumline. Like okay, but in one of the performances, can I get it changed up where like I get like. We can't have acoustic guitar in yeah. the Super Bowl, but can I get maybe like rock legend guitarist? There, there. If their song what didn't also have Kanye West, the the first name that popped into my head as like a low key appear was Paul McCartney. So oh. I think that that maybe there's a slight chance we could see Paul McCartney, but I'm worried it would leave the fans wanting for Kanye, which you don't want to do at a time like now. Hashtag Elton John at the Super Bowl. Mm. Matt, he's on fire lately. Dude, it's he, everywhere. He he's had I'm shocked that no one else has thought of doing this before. Just re-releasing your old songs as a remix and and going to the top of the charts again. Elton John's absolute genius for this. Found great collaborators. Shout out to Elton John. Keep getting checks. Yes, sir. That's what we trying to do. Yes. We even put some up on the old uh, link tree. You know, you want to buy some coffee for the fellas or whatever, you can do that. You can go to Nico at Nico FRPC or Front Runner PC. Those are our Twitter handles. Know them, use them, love them, interact with us because we are lonely. And we want you to be here. With that being said, Nico, man, thank you for a week's worth of bunch of emergency podcasts, hopping on this podcast and giving us a lot to chew on because it is historic. It should be talked about Mm -hmm. and it should be. And I hate to use the word celebrated, but it should be. It should be celebrated. It deserves to be celebrated. It should have a reverence of acknowledgement. Let's use that term. Yes, yes. All right. We can be highbrow on this uh podcast sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. 
the Patreon podcast probably won't be highbrow. Just so you no, you no, know. No, no. All right, Nico. Uh, Harden shots. Anything? You good? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I I aired my grievances and the reasons why I'm not as excited as I want to be for this Super Bowl. And I'm glad we got to acknowledge some of the pioneers of the game who led us to this point. And for those who were omitted, please do not feel disrespected. Your time Man, I'd be, and your I'd be energy. Down to cover a different black quarterback every episode. <laughs> yes, sir. We can have like a black, like a like a Black History quarterback of the week or something. Yes. We'll spitball the title. I'm with that. That's what show. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then sir. just just for just for you know equality's sake, white cornerback of the week. <laughs> It's always Troy Apke. Oh no, dude, we got Jason Seahorn. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. We got a couple. <laughs> what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, no, there's, there's not many. That was, that wasn't the best, the best joke. But uh, shout out, shout out to Jason Seahorn, the goat. Go, yeah, greatest white cornerback ever. Uh, Bubba Ventrone, former Steeler and Patriot. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're gonna go ahead and sign it off, man. Um. Again, thank you again. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you for going on this journey with us. We getting like little dots popped up on the uh on the screen every day, bro. Like it's it's pretty cool. So yeah. We are in Europe. We are in the continent of Africa. We have made it down to the Australia area. Canada is doing its thing. The one that we need is South America. Oh, we'll get in there. You need to get into South America. Antarctica after that. I would love to be in Antarctica. I would love for somebody to be listening to us for like an hour, just ramble on about whatever we are rambling on about and Mm -hmm. be a part of their week. Because that's what we're trying to do. We, We hope that we are a decent part of your week. We hope to get better every week. And uh, definitely be consistent so we can be integrated into your week and uh, bring you some funny, but bring you some information. And hopefully today we all learned a little bit. So with that being said, to the Canadian bomber, the Canadian shaman, and to the Canadian Gandhi, Nico Miatella. That that one's a little little problematic. The Canadian Mother Teresa, Nico Miatello. Oh, yeah. oh, I will accept it. I'm not deserving, but thank you very much. <laughs> we love doing this, and uh, we are going to do this and wrap up the Super Bowl on Monday. You be with us, and uh, mm-hmm. enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. <laughs> <laughs>